0: This is Sportscasters Anonymous. A weekly podcast about sports, all sports MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip.
1: What's up, everybody? How you doing? It is that time again. We are Sportscasters Anonymous. My name's Don. He's Chip. This is episode number 20, recorded on August 30th, 2020. I'm here in Jacksonville. Chip, you are not. How's it going, my man?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm up north. I'm in uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, uh, on vacation. But you know, I still wanted to bring the show to everybody. Uh, so I took time out of my vacation to uh, record the show for you guys. Um, it's been a it's been a very interesting week. Uh, the the title of the show is Troubling Week. Um, there's been a lot of uh, conversation and a lot of uh, things that have happened this week uh for the sport world. So we're gonna get right into it. Um we start out with the how you can contact us. Um so you can contact us contact us at our email. Mine is chip at random or you can contact Don at his email which is Don at randomchatter.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh our handle is at sportcast anon a n o n or you can join our Discord channel uh, under random chatter where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can also support us on Patreon under Random Chatter. And always, you can buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store.
1: All right, man. Uh, Now that we got the the important stuff out of the way, um, before we begin with the whole of the show, as you and I discussed off-air, I think it's important for those that listen that we address what we've agreed is the elephant in the room.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... There was a shooting that happened in Wisconsin. Um, we are going to discuss uh, the sports end of it. We're not going to go into the political things as we try to stay away from all political stuff on this this channel. Um, but we're going to just touch on the sports stuff, and I felt like it was necessary that we do it in the beginning um, and not try to do it because it, it essentially went across all sports, um, and every sport kind of shut down for two days. Um, and it was in doubt whether – the NBA would come back or the NHL were going to come back. Um, they kind of pretty much put their season on hold because of it. And uh, a lot of the players started boycotting going to games or playing games or in the NFL. They shut down practices. So kind of the sporting world shut down for the most part for, the, for two days. Um, most of the games got postponed. Uh, the NBA came together and the players met with the owners, and they decided to finish it out. Uh, they started back up yesterday, um, but Thursday and Friday there was no games. Um, and uh, same thing with the MLB. There was a lot of teams that decided not to play. Um, NHL shut down Thursday and Friday, um, so there was a there was a lot of shutting down and and what kind of up in limbo about whether they would uh, continue their seasons uh in the bubble that has been so successful. Uh so my my question to you, Don, and I said it off air, um gave you a little time to think about it, but do you feel that and this is this is a common question that has gotten asked to a lot of media members and there's people on both sides of the fence. So I want to get your opinion on it. Do you think that postponing or, or quote unquote boycotting playing of sports is a good way to Bring about change or bring about the issue that is at hand?
1: Um, it's a, a multifaceted, I guess, response uh, with everybody waiting for sports to resume. Now, sports are resuming. So, everybody's watching sports. Sports were sports, sports, right? For you, for you and me, it's like March Madness every day right now. We got basketball games, we got baseball games, we got hockey playoffs. You know, we're keeping up with the football news, so much going on. To stop playing, the message that it sends, I guess, athletes, athletes, especially basketball, more than any other sport, can draw attention to the issue. Um, unlike other sports, the the star power of basketball and the leadership of the NBA. Are well aware of the star power that it possesses, and what the players want to do as a whole and ownership and leadership, they're all on the same page as far as bringing recognition to the matter. Do I think stopping sports, even for a couple of days, boycotting helps the issue? Uh, I think that by doing so, I mean, it sent ripples through. We're not talking, again, that just basketball stopped. It was a rippling effect. They all stopped. Every last sport, everything came to a halt. And all the sports and the the respective players and whatnot said, what can we do? With basketball, I think they took that day to – there was a lot of emotions, Uh, For different, uh, for the players and staff, different emotions over what had happened. And I guess they wanted to take that time to address it and figure out what they want to do as an organization going forward to bring recognition to the ongoing issues in our country. Uh, The other sports uh, followed suit. So I give them props for it, but the NBA seems to really be the leader of the pack, going, we stopped playing, here's why, and here's what we're going to do about this going forward. I don't know what platforms the other sports uh, are going to address as far as looking at the issues, but the NBA came out and said, here's what we've discussed, here's what we want to do, and here's what we're going to do going forward. So I think that the stoppage... If anything else, it was, hey, we need to get attention. We need people to pay attention. So hitting the brakes on it, most definitely, yes, it achieved its purpose. But I don't think it's enough just to stop. What is your purpose? If you're going to stop your season over an issue, what is the purpose and, and have a platform for it afterwards? Don't just stop playing because, well, that's what everybody else is doing. You're not paying attention to the issues taking place at that point you're just kind of following the crowd but i do commend the nba again um their players on an individual level you have more stars recognized than any other league they can they the players really can dictate in the nba for for the most part hey here's what's going on we want to address it or we're not going to play and everybody listened. So that, that's overall my feeling on it.
2: I don't think that boycotting games, I think they should use their platform to create a message. And yes. I think boycotting game games sends the wrong kind of message. I think if you were out there every day saying a message, it's better than we're just not playing because of that and we want you guys to uh, dictate change. I think that they should use their platform as star athletes to help out in the communities, donate to charity. Um, The, the whole messages on the back of the jerseys, putting the message on the court. Like you saw that every time they went up and down the court, it was ingrained into your head. Um, Using your post post game news conferences to say, this is, this is unacceptable. We need to do change. And, 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 formulating meetings with owners you know I think that boycotting games and uh, not playing should be the last resort as a way of saying like you guys are not listening to us so this is what we have to do I don't think it's something that should be a common oh. common thing to do but definitely so not. I, I don't want it to be like well you guys haven't like Cause it's let's be honest, the way the world works today, it's not going to be something that's going to be fixed tomorrow. It's Correct. not going. It's it's going to take a while for them to do it. I don't want them to come up and be like, because they they essentially the NBA, from what I understand and what I've read, is that they met with a, a lot of high-priced owners and a lot of people that have very big influence in this country and said, you guys need to start eliciting change. I don't want it to come to a point where. They start next season, and this change is is kind of in the works, but hasn't doing it. And they feel that the NBA or the the owners and these these high priced individuals are dragging their feet with it. So they're just gonna be like, "We're not gonna play anymore." Like I, I don't I, want it to become to that to that situation where it's it's used almost as a scare tactic.
1: Right. Um, I don't from from what I read in the news, um, I don't think they use it as a scare tactic. I, From my understanding, the reason that the NBA players hit the brakes because they were like, you know, what the heck? We've got it on the court. We're showing commercials. We have it on our jersey. You know, those of us on social media are relaying the message, and then this happened again. What the heck? So bring it to a screeching halt, meet with the ownership, and and go, what are we going to do? Exactly. so you know and no, I, so I think it achieved what they need to achieve. I don't think this is going to be an ongoing thing, but um my my other question, uh, let me ask you this, the NBA seems to be at the forefront of this, and the other sports are almost non-existent in their messaging, so to speak. Like the NBA grabbed the bull by the horns and said, this is what we believe in that this is, this is what we're seeing. This is how we're reacting to it. We're working with our sponsors. You know, we got stuff on our jerseys, you know, the whole, that they, they are getting their message across the other sports. I'm not hearing much, you know, uh, and to use that platform for one sport like basketball is fine, but if you can get all the big sports doing that, you can really get the message out there.
2: So uh, I'm I'm going to assume that your question is why do you think why do I think that is? Yes. Um, yes. And to to put it honestly, is when you look at popularity of sports in, in the world that we live in. Um, it usually the pecking order is football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Football's not really playing right now. otherwise, I think that if if there was a if there was the whole entire National football League, if, if everybody in the National Football League decided we are not playing this season because of this, it would have made first it would have been a lot bigger of a story you would have seen a lot more focus and attention on that but because nba is essentially the second most popular sport and they are actually playing right now mm-hmm. um as far as and when i say popular i mean fan base wise right.
1: um
2: i mean there, there's there's plenty of hockey fans there's plenty of baseball fans but the money's got, in
1: basketball and football we all know that
2: <laughs> yeah the money's <laughs> Money right in the fans, that, so. yeah it's yeah so so you- they're them losing them losing that Engine that they're going for, or it, it, it's causing. It's the reason why, like they're kind of at the forefront of it, in in my opinion, at least.
1: So, do you think then maybe once football season starts, we might hear more of what football will be doing to address these matters?
2: Uh, yeah, I think, cetera? I think, I think the other the other side of the coin is as, as popular as football is. It's it's a weekly sport. It's played once a week. Basketball's played like every other day. So, like, or in this, in, in
1: these, t- in these days, like three or four times a day.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, if 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 they were to have a, if this was to happen on like a Wednesday, like, by the time it gets to Sunday, you pretty much already know whether they're going to boycott or not. This was this happened on a Wednesday, and it was like Thursday game. Like people, they like they almost happened immediately that they were like, we're walking out. And so, it, uh,
1: so you definitely think then it's because of the fact that. The NBA is up and running right now. There's multiple games a day, every day going on. So in that case, then they they really should be the 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 torch bearers right now because they have the most exposure.
2: Yeah, and and the way the way the whole boycott and the way the whole sh- like almost stoppage went down, it was nobody knew it was going to happen. It was the Milwaukee was supposed to play Orlando. They were supposed to be on the court. A half hour before tip off for pregame warmups, they didn't show up. They stayed in the locker room. Nobody left the locker room. Um, I think the only two people was like Chris Middleton and then like, uh, like Robin Williams or something like there's some, like, I don't even know, not Robin Williams, but like one of their really non like starters left to go to the bathroom and come back. But everybody stayed in locker room. E- or Orlando was out there doing warmups, ready to go. It wasn't until like right at tip off that the, uh, officials came out and were like okay you guys need to leave the court and like they had broadcasts going on the broadcasts were kind of like the the broadcasters didn't know what was going on like it was a it was a unprecedented not really like publicized situation until it actually happened like nobody
1: normally normally you have something like that and they will be like hey we just got word here's what's going on and everybody went what
2: yeah, like it was. Everybody tuned into the game to watch it, and there was nothing. Like I remember, um, because I'm on vacation, I went and I, I did my lineups for the day that morning. And I was on the beach, so I didn't see anything until I got back at like six o'clock, and then I saw the news that they all were boycotting everything, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Like I was. It, it took me a while to process it. Um, so it happened so quickly, but the players came out, and they're like, and I think Chris Paul kind of put it the best: "Is like we need to reset." and refocus what we're doing um yes. because i think i think initially their message was great and then everyone started getting play playing and it, everyone started i don't want to say losing focus but they started getting used to them having these names like and and, and i don't know I mean, if it lost steam lost. yeah i just i i don't want to see if if they really want to create change the best way to create change is to you know not necessarily just oh we're gonna boycott and then, then change and then let them go. But you got to keep the ball rolling by like meeting with like owners or, or meeting with these these people and saying like hey these are the things that we we need to start working on and and coming to like a compromise. Not just saying hey we need change and then leaving it at that. Like you, like it needs to be a collective effort of everybody to make a change. Um, and and that I I just I my, my biggest fear with with doing a boycott is it's setting a, a a bad precedent.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think, honestly, that you will see that again. Like I said, uh, it seems like the NBA said, "Hey, we were trying to promote the message and get the message out, and then it fell on deaf ears." So they hit the brakes, and like Paul said, we need to hit a reset here and figure out what needs to be done. So, yeah. Well, um, so I mean, it, it, you know, again, that- it's it's another fluid situation, and we'll we'll keep tabs on it. And uh, we would welcome comments from the yeah, listener absolutely. base. Uh, please let, let us know what you think on Twitter and Discord. Give us your insight and opinion. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of the political aspect around that. We're we're not going to touch on that. Um, that that's not what the show is for. But it does impact sports, and we are going to talk about the implication of sports on that.
2: Absolutely, and. Um- yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. Right now, they're they're playing. They play games yesterday. They play games today. So we're going to get into that. Uh, NFL is back up and running. NFL starts in two weeks. Um, yeah, less than that, man. Actually, <laughs> less than two <laughs> weeks. Um, Bring and, it on. And there's there's a, there's a lot to get into. So we can start out with the, um, I guess not so great news. But this was an interesting situation um, with the NFL. So. Uh, the father of a, of a Cincinnati Bengals cornerback, uh, McKees Alexander, his father went missing uh, in Florida. Um, mm. And he had to leave practice to go try to, I guess, find his father. Um, uh, I guess uh, I haven't read much on the story, just that his father was last seen um, a, in Florida where they went to go pick, um berries with another man and and then he just went missing um kind of a scary situation they did eventually find his father alive i think it was a either the next day or a few hours later um Mm -hmm. but it's good that he was found alive I, i i can't imagine what you would be going for going through just like something as innocent as like going to pick berries and then your father goes missing and you have no idea where he's at. Um, yeah, I
0: think it's that that's in general, just to get, awful. Hey,
1: you, you, you have a loved one in your family and, and we don't know where they are, you know, what?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah. Um, and with the way like technology is today, like he didn't have a cell phone on him. So it made it even harder for them to find. Um, mm. but the good thing is that he was found, um, i guess they were in a state park so it's i don't know if anybody's ever been in a state park but it's there's a lot of woods and uncharted territory so if you get lost in a state park like they have ranger stations parked all the way around all, all the way around but if you're hurt or something like that there's there there may not be somebody that can find you right away um uh, some of the state parks are are huge and i guess the one that he was at uh was a very big one Um so, yeah, um, it's it's a scary situation. Um, but that was kind of a, a big thing for for that. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than that. So um, yeah. we can definitely move on. But it, I'm, I'm happy that they were able to find him um, and be There's able to – There's a happy ending to the
1: story. Because a lot of yeah, times yeah. you don't get that when you hear such and such or somebody's family member turn up missing – most of the time you do not get the happy ending to that story. So
2: yeah, it was one of those happy things where I, I happy for that. it was one of those things where I, I read it and I went, you know, I had to say a prayer and I had to be like, Oh great. I hope they find him. I hope everything's okay. Um, it kind of happened in Florida, which is kind of the state we live in right now. So, um, it's definitely was, was true to home. And, um, I'm, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what's going through that, uh, the player's uh, head when he's doing it. Um, the other thing that I th- felt it were for uh, for the NFL that was actually kind of interesting is they have they the ESPN put up an article of new uh, technology that they're using to combat the passage of COVID. Um, one of the things is the Houston, Dex- Houston Texans have put in facial recognition software that automatically opens doors to their facility, which is really cool. Um Mm -hmm. so like if you're if you're uh one of the main players or you're a coaching staff member, you walk up the the camera reads your face and then it'll open doors. So there's like no contact when you're opening the doors. Um the Minnesota Vikings have hydration racks where every player gets their own uh, water bottle, and it holds all the water bottles at separate points, so that people can just grab their water bottle and go. It's like um, with
1: the um with the NBA players have right now behind their chairs,
2: exactly. And it was yep. it was really really cool. And and you know there's there's a lot of other things in there, but like using technology to uh, separate people and 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 to keep the COVID. The um, Detroit Lions have their uh, lunch room where they have glass shields up. Between each seat in the lunchroom, Um, the Rams have a a pedal to open refrigerators and other doors, so they can push on a pedal with their foot, and it'll open the door rather than using their hands. It's a lot lot of like there's a lot of stuff in there. It's actually really cool, Um, and it 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 makes you feel like the uh, NFL is really trying to not make this virus spread wildfire Mm -hmm. through their league. Um, and then the other big news that happened earlier today, uh, I don't know if you'd seen this Don, but, uh, uh, Yannick and and Jack got traded to the Vikings. Yes. Um, And Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I don't, I read how much they got, what they spent for him and it wasn't a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like I was very underwhelmed by the package that the Vikings put together. Um, it was only a second rounder and a fifth rounder, which he didn't even go for a first rounder, which I thought was very surprising. Um, well, I felt like that they could have held out for a lot more.
1: Probably. Um, the Vikings, I have picked up a great player from the Jags Uh, before we start, because we've had this discussion, um, through, through the draft and preseason and everything else. I want to give you credit. You finally got his name right on the first time. (laughs)
2: I know, right?
1: Bravo. Bravo. Uh, And and now we left town. So, you know, it's a small consolation. (laughs) He's playing under a revised deal. He decided to play for less to leave. So that that tells you there is really – he had a problem being in Jacksonville, like in a big way. He took, I think, almost a 30% pay cut to leave the team. Yeah, and and we didn't touch on the news too much, you know, because we like to focus on other sports. But that you know, with the Jags being being the literally the hometown team here, it it's the time his time in Jacksonville's up. Yeah, uh, you know, at this point, it didn't even look like he was. Go- I think he was going to sit out, like he wasn't going to play. That doesn't help the team. That the team has roster issues. So I guess something is better than nothing considering the guy was just probably going to sit and and soak up money. So I'm looking at the draft package. If you ask me, I think Minnesota got a steal. And for the Jags, I think the Jags were just happy to be done with it.
2: Yeah, it was one of those things is like, I think they got the best deal that they were ever going to get for them. And Mm -hmm. it's better to get something than to get nothing. Correct.
1: Correct. So. Because the downside is with any player that does this, the franchise has to go, do we stand firm and go, okay, well, we're not going to let him go. He doesn't want to play the season. Let him hold out. And then come next season, if you have the same problem, you look for a trade partner, look to get rid of him. They'll, people will be like, well, he said, he sat out a year, then you're going to get even less, you know? So I mean, it's a bad situation. Nobody, I mean, with all the sports talk radio you listen to in Jacksonville or whatnot, um, there's a lot of things going, uh, going, going around about him, but, but he's leaving. I'm sad to see him leave. He was a fantastic player. Um, but you know, we, we need to move on. We can't have players sitting out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that was, I think the big, the biggest news of the week for the NFL um, but moving on to the NBA, I'm I'm superly really happily excited to announce that Brett Brown is no longer the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank God.
1: So let me before you proceed, let me ask you this. So was it your prayer was answered, or somebody in the Sixers front office actually heard the show and said that guy knows what he's talking about?
2: I think the front office heard every single person in Philadelphia collectively scream at the end of the Celtics game that we lost yeah. by Brett Brown. And I think they kind of took that to heart and been like, yeah, we kind of understand that. Um, I thought it was a
1: thunderstorm. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know you could hear it all the way down in Florida. That's how. Yeah, that's man. How, how bad it was. <laughs> um, but uh, not to, not to take too much time with it. My, my question for you is um, now that he's fired, there's, there's a few coaching candidates out there. Um, uh, I'll give you my opinion on a, on a couple of them. Who do you think would be the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers?
1: Um, I haven't really taken the time to look at the candidates out there, but uh, you probably got, I would imagine Jason Kidd's probably on the list. Yeah,
2: um, Ty Tyloo is the big name out there that he thinks mm-hmm. everybody, everybody that's uh, going to have a coaching change is going to be vying for him. I personally do not want to see him in the Sixers bench. Yeah, uh, just because of previous Allen Iverson, Tyru Tyloo NBA Finals kind of bad blood between us and, and him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the infamous where uh, Iverson hits the shot and steps over Tyloo and stares him down which is probably one of my favorite moment, moments of Allen Iverson because it just epitomized his career of uh, nobody's going to beat me and then I'm going to stare you down as I step over you uh, kind of deal. So uh, that's not something that I kind of want to see. But um, the other names that I believe that they were talking about was the Toronto Raptors assistant, um, Jason Kidd. Um, and then there's a couple other current coaches that they that might get fired that they're thinking might take over, uh, for the Sixers. Um, I think, I think Mike Dan D'Antoni was one of them that they think that he might get fired from Houston unless Houston wins the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause he's, he's in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think and, maybe they
1: would uh, go out to maybe the college sports levels? Like I know, uh, uh, Jay Wright from Villanova.
2: Yeah. He's like a, a he's the, he's the, favorite. He's the big name. Everybody in Philadelphia wants Jay Wright to be the coach of the Sixers. Yeah. Um. Pro- problem is is, is is does he really want to do it? He's got such a great situation at Villanova, and he's comfortable there. Exactly. Like, like does he it, really want to go to the NBA? Like, that's uh, it's going to take like a lot of.
1: It could be a kiss and death, to though. There. You know, a lot of these coaches that go from college to the NBA or college to the NFL, and then quickly they go, "Whoa, snap." <laughs> it's not what i thought and they go back
2: do yeah i think i think i think jay wright though is a little bit different of a breed because of the style of basketball they he play he plays more of an nba type style basketball
1: so do you um, think then the transition would be easier for him or for the players to be more receptive to it
2: correct i think i think that it would be easier for him to transition into the nba like brad St- he plays like a brad stevens type basketball and brad stevens played at, uh, or coached in college and then went to the Celtics and has done great there so like he plays that like smash mouth kind of team ball that that has a lot of a lot of players that touch it and, and score um but there's gonna there, it's gonna be a lot of change within the front office of the Sixers and the team um the one thing that they did say they come out and say was that they're not going to break up Simmons and Embiid they're going to well, whoever's next coach is going to have to come in and figure out how to make them work and and that's really ultimately what's going to be the driving force from whoever they hire is mm-hmm. the, i I guarantee you the first question they're going to ask every coach is okay how would you make Embiid and Simmons work and then they're going to take whoever has the best idea and that's probably going to be like 75% of what goes into who hires? So they're gonna throw hired. it all against the wall and see what sticks, huh? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I, I have no doubt that the Sixers have no idea what they're doing. So, um, and hopefully, they can bring in a coach that actually can stabilize the the franchise. But yeah.
1: So, in any so. case, though, so you you got an early Christmas present, birthday present, whatever you want to call it, because you you made the comment about him on the show, and it wasn't even like eighteen hours later.
2: He was (laughs) done. Exactly. Yeah, I was I was I I wanted him fired during the show. So the fact that he got fired the next day is awesome. Um, But yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, so they did a tribute. Um, I didn't put it in the notes, but uh, I wanted to put it out there. They renamed one of the the streets outside of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers Coliseum. I guess it is Mm -hmm. Um, Kobe Bryant Boulevard, which is really cool, Um, as well as. Uh, this was a cool story that I found. Uh, So a lot of players that are in the bubble now, when they're sitting on the sidelines, they have these massage guns Um, and they're actually attributed to Kobe Bryant. Um, When he was demanding a trade back in 2007, they had these massage guns that were at like high school and level and stuff like that. And he started using it and, it started helping out his knees and all that stuff. So he started um, working on like prototypes and stuff like that, that he could bring to the NBA. Eventually they, they got the right one. And now on every bench in the bubble, they have these massage guns to work out cramps, to work out, like to keep the muscles warm, Mm -hmm. um, to keep them moving and everything like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of a tribute to Kobe Bryant. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, so just wanted to put that out there. Uh, not really much talked about with that, but just a cool story. They did extend the NBA Players Union, and uh, the NBA owners just agreed to push back the new the collective bargaining agreement to October 15th. Um, and as they complete modifications to the 2021 season, um, so they're trying to come up with they they basically don't know how they're going to dictate next season. But this is like, hey, let's extend the current collective bargaining agreement so that we can have um, finish the playoffs more finish to, the <laughs> Yeah, finish the season. Push it back so that like the, the the new the new season is supposed to start on the October 16th. So they're like, hey, let's 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 extend this to October 15th so that we can come up with an idea of how we're going to run next season. When we're gonna start it, um, how we're gonna play each game? Um, they don't want to do the whole bubble concept for next season because they want to play more games. Um, and they're gonna play it from like December to June, and you can't have a bubble for six months. It's just not really gonna work. It's not feasible. The good news
1: is, is that that both sides collectively agreed said, "Look, you know, for the upcoming season, we'll deal with that. Let's finish the season that we're playing now." So I give them credit for that. Because in other sports, they could have, you know, that, and it's happened in the past, we're just like, heck with this and let it go despite the situation. So I'm glad both sides, you know, said, hey, let's finish what we're doing first and then let's discuss how to do it going forward. So props to them for doing it the way it should be done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They, um, I wish other sports would follow the suit, like where they would all be on the same page. Cause we've, as we've seen over the summer, it, it's not really working that well. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but, uh, it's not. <laughs> then, then, then we have uh, we have the Greek freak uh, Giannis. I'm not gonna say his last name because I'll probably butcher it. Um, but he won Defensive Player of the Year as well as MVP. Um, which I believe it says he's the fifth person to ever actually win both of them in the same season.
1: And couldn't um, if I'm wrong, he did it by a landslide.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was no other question. So he joins the the small group of Kevin Garnett, Elijah One, Michael Jordan, and David Robinson, which let's be honest, that is not a like that is not a bad group to be a part of. But, um, are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: The fact that, that, is, is that is like, man, if you're being, you know, and he's early in his career, so just remember the company that you've now been put in.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's only 25 too, so yeah. That's that's wow. really cool. Um, and he had a really nice press conference. Uh, I'm not going to go and, and give all the details of that cuz it'd be too long, but it was he was very humble and he basically uh attributed it all to his coach and his and his uh teammates and didn't really say a lot of eyes in it, which was was really cool. It, it shows how much of a class player he is. Um yep, absolutely. So uh, that's good news. Um, the, the other thing that I want to put, uh, out there that I thought, uh, just to touch back on to the shutdown, um, all of the teams agreed to play, um, except for the Lakers and the Clippers, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and a couple of the Clippers came out and said that they thought the season was over. Um, but, uh, I'm agree. I'm glad that they all communicated and came back, but there was supposedly a lot of back and forth between the players and the owners. It's like, they don't want to start. They want to start. They don't want to start. Um,
1: it's my understanding that when they voted, the vote was rather close, like a one or two vote difference.
2: From what I understand, it was uh, of the 30 teams that were in there, it was 28 to two of whether we should start, whether we should not start. Um, That's from my understanding. I could be wrong on that, but I thought that was it. It was just the Lakers and the the representatives of the Lakers and the Clippers that did not want to play and thought that they should just abolish the season and and stop it where it's at, which I thought was kind of interesting because they're one of the top two teams in the league. Um, But I also think that, I don't know, it's just an interesting story uh, to report on. as well as, um, I guess it doesn't matter now because they lost today. But the Porzingis was out for the series with the Clippers, which ended yes. up honestly being the undoing of the the Clipper or of the Mavericks. Um, they needed that other star beh- next to Porzingis. But I'll tell you what, Dallas is a team to watch out for in the years to come because they're dangerous. Luca is. I I can't compare him to any player because I haven't like I watched him the other day and like he's he's running literally on one leg down the court and still blowing by people like he's like he's limping you could see that he's in visible pain like you're almost like kind of feel bad for him like you want to go help him like dude stop playing like and it was a blowout game like they were losing by like 20 and he's still out there driving trying to make shots and he's he's shooting off a of one leg and like
1: you yeah, I mean, like, he went nuts he went nuts
2: <laughs> he was he was he was you could tell he was still in pain and you could tell that he's yeah. still like like his ankle that he sprained that was a really bad sprain that he was still like laboring it and wasn't really mobile and he was still better than a lot of the guys on the court like it was just him and and, and porzingis like are a great man if they can stay healthy like that Mavericks team is going to be like the Mavericks team from a few years ago that won, won the championship. Like it, they they have a really, really good team and they have good coaching. And uh, I will say that that, that game that was the other night before the stoppage was an absolute mess. Um, I think that I, let me ask you this, Don, cause I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to put it out there and I just thought about it. Go ahead. Do you think that umpires, referees, officials are too um, too quick to give out like double technicals because they don't feel like making a decision one way or the other? Cuz I that's a tricky one. <laughs> I have I've found a lot of times when it's like like there was um uh there's a, there's been a couple instances where it's like there's been pushing and shoving and then they're like we're going to give a double technical on both, te- both players. And it's like, like, like why? Like he instigated it. You can see it clearly on the thing, on the uh, replay that he instigated. It and the other guy kind of just pushed him away. And you're giving both tech double. Like, I feel like it's almost like like a, a cop out. Like they don't want to put blame on one player and they just don't want to get a technical on the player. So you're like, we can't really decide. So we're just going to do a double technical. And it like, it, it, it blows my mind that like, they're almost like, um, too quick to do that because they don't feel like, or I don't know if it's they don't feel like making a judgment call or that they just, they don't know who to make a judgment call, so they just gotta do a double technical on both of them. I like I, I, problem,
1: I, I, you got replay. <laughs> and maybe they've been used in the replay in the bubble.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, And it's just um, although I do think the replay where they come to the, the screen and they actually tell you what's going on, I thought that's pretty cool because normally you have no idea and the announcers are trying to tell you and then it's like Three minutes down the road, there. Oh, this is what they were thinking. This is what they were saying last time. But anyways, I just feel like I I'd rather see the officials decide one way or the other rather than decide for like we're gonna keep it even. Just give both of them a technical instead of like no, give the other guy a technical and throw him out. Um, like there is so an incident. What but, you're
1: actually asking for then is for the referees to actually do their job.
2: Yes. Yes. Make a decision. (laughs) Like good, good, bad, or indifferent, make a decision. Don't sit there and tee up both players on both teams because you can't determine that one was more of an instigator than the other. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, like if someone's an instigator and you are involved in a fight, they're going to tee you up no matter whether you did anything or not, just because you're involved in it, they're going to give you a technical. Uh, or there, or it's with any sport. It's not necessarily that. Um, there was an incident. What was it? Uh, there was a, it was yesterday. It was a Cubs and, uh, Reds game and where they had a bench clearing brawl. And it was like, it throughout the, throughout the, the game, the, the umpires gave warnings to both benches yet. It was only the Cubs that were throwing at the Reds. And it was like, like, why would you give warnings to both benches at that point? Like,
1: Well, I I guess is Uh, it a case of they're giving the issue to both because hey, we see what you guys are doing, knock it off. And they're looking at the other guys going, Don't even think about it.
2: Yeah, I guess, but at the same time it's like once you give a warning, then you can start throwing people out. And it's like like we haven't done anything. Like, why would you give us a warning? Like you gave them a warning, okay, we know that they like the, the situation is there. I don't know. It we just kind of like to get in trouble. school. Why are you picking on me? <laughs> yeah, like, why am I getting in trouble when he's the one obviously doing everything? Like yeah. it, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the a lot of times they're like, they're like, all right, we're gonna give a tec- technical on this person and technical on that one. And it's like this person clearly fouled that one or this person clearly pushed this person. Why would you give it to both of them when you really should just be that one person? so i don't know it's just one of those things that i always found really odd and like kind of quirky with with the officials um and i would rather you're right like make do your job
1: that's it just plain and simple <laughs> <laughs> do
2: your job like there's yeah. so much there's like i can get like you don't want to start to get me on officials because i have my opinions about them no, i no, 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 be no. an official we'll that. be here for three <laughs> hours so
1: <laughs> i've gone down that road with you before just like Hey, man, did you see the game last night? And here we go. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry I asked.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're, uh, we're halfway through the season uh, for baseball. And this is what we know now. We that the Yankees know-
1: are falling out of being highly rated to an almost not making the playoffs. And the Phillies, who we thought didn't have a snowball's chance in hell, look like they might make the playoffs. Oh, sorry! I stole your thunder. Yeah, it's go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really going to go that route, but I was just going to say the Dodgers are really good, and <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Yankees may not field a team by the time we get to the playoffs. Yeah, no um, kidding. Because <laughs> every what was it? What was it? Uh, Judge came off the IL and then literally the next day went on the IL again. Yeah, please. Um, please. <laughs> I can't so. Of. Uh, they had they had the 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 trade deadline uh, is tomorrow, um which there have been some pretty big names being moved around, but everybody's Listen. still kind of in the mix, like yep. I, like I said last week the, the the Phillies were garbage. they were terrible. and then they went on like a four game five game winning streak this week, and now they're in second place um and right at five hundred. So it's like as much as it, like this season is so short that. In one week, you can go from last to, to first just by winning your game, like winning a lot of your games and going on a run. Don't um, I know it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like the Phillies now are—they were when we started the show. They were losing ten-one. Now they're losing ten-eight, and it's one out with runners on uh, first and second. So, so anything can really happen. Yeah. <laughs> at yes. this point. Um, yeah. And. That, that that's kind of where we're at right now is that no matter what we say right now in, in, in two weeks that could change, but yeah, the um, only thing I,
1: I will give you that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, the I, only I, thing I,
2: that I can say is that, that the, the Dodgers are the highest rated team as far as they have an 80% chance of making the playoffs, which is mm-hmm. they're 22 and eight. So I can say that the Dodgers are, are the best team in baseball right now, which pains me to say that, um, Actually, Other um, than from that, the last
1: time you looked, the record's updated. They're 26 and 10.
2: Are they 26 and 10? Oh, okay. I did this 10. a couple of days ago yep. um, is what the article that's is. So they're 26 10. Yeah, and 10. Yeah, exactly.
1: Let me, let me ask you this. Who is the number two team in baseball right now?
2: Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head.
1: The dark horse that I predicted before the season started. That's right. The Tampa Bay Rays.
2: I, I feel like they're always like right there on the the doorstep, and then like fall apart towards the end of the season. So I don't know. I thought the Yankees would have been doing a lot better than they were. They're like what two games above five hundred right now? Nineteen and thirteen. Okay, so six games above five hundred. Um, I would have thought they would have been a lot better. With yeah. their, I guess. I mean, when you get ravaged by injuries the way they do it, they did. It's not. It's not that great, but. I don't know. It, it, it's such a, it's, it's been such a weird and crazy year. Uh, the Marlins, I think are still uh, in second in the NL East, um, or at least they were last time I checked, but they may not be anymore. Uh, like that's they just have them weird.
1: Third at 14 and 15 behind your 14 and 14 Phillies. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, that's just, and the Marlins aren't good, which is weird, which is why it's so weird. But uh teams are are starting to hit their role. I think we're getting into baseball and having it like, like when we first started out, it was all like kind of odd and like there was coronavirus and like, how do we deal with this and
0: mm-hmm.
2: how is this going to look? But honestly, the more and more we get into, I think they've found that they've hit their groove and it's kind of like, this is the baseball that we remember outside of there being no fans there. But like, this is kind of the baseball that we remember. Yes. Um, and I think it's become very enjoyable to watch. Uh, there's a, the games
1: I've, I've forgotten cause I've watched some of the games and, and despite the COVID restrictions and whatnot, that some of the games that I've been watching, I've just gotten pulled into and forgot that we're in a shortened season. I mean, you've got guys absolutely clubbing the ball. You've got pitchers that just, wow. You've seen, there's been some amazing games. There's been some blowouts, but then there's been some real night nail biters too. Um, and I think probably part of that is because it's only a 60 game season, you're more likely to pay attention to almost every game because that could be the one that determines whether or not you make the playoffs.
2: No, it's, it's crazy. And you're the whole thing of like, you, you one series could change your entire season is, is insane to think about. Um, you know, most of the games I've been watching are the Phillies, but like I've the games that I've I've caught outside of that, like it's 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 I've gravitated to and like watched them and just seen how like it's just I don't know, it's just is this year has had a whole different feeling to it. And baseball again, I think, is is hitting its groove now and, and the players are hitting their groove and everybody's kind of gotten into the point where they've accepted what's going on, which is awesome. Um and that's what you want to see from 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 baseball we actually had our first no hitter this uh past week uh hey. lucas Giolotto um hit, pitched the first no hitter of the season um he's a pitcher for the white Sox, um and yeah i mean it's, it's good to see start seeing like some of this stuff like happening usually i, it, I believe it usually it happens earlier than this we usually get it within the first two weeks but because of the shortened season, I guess the shortened training camp and all that stuff, um, it uh, happened a little bit later than it normally happens. But we had a couple of uh, close calls as far as no hitters. You know, you never want to say a no hitter during a game because it's like bad juju and all that kind of stuff. But oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was good to see that we finally got the first no hitter out of the way. But it came against the the not so great Pirates. So. I mean, you'll take it where you can get it at that point, but the Pirates are probably the worst team in baseball at this, at this, at this structure. They may be worse than the Boston Red Sox, which is an That's accomplishment the- in it itself. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I think we both can agree on that the uh, the Red Sox are not a good team. Um, And then – No disagreement from me on that. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole uh, – his unbeaten streak, uh, ended. I believe it ended last week, but I didn't put anything on it for the last show. But uh, twenty-eight games, uh, or twenty-eight starts where he was unbeaten. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. Um, and there's a whole entire article that goes into it and how he, what his stats were and how he pitched, and very unprecedented that he would have such a long streak. Um. For, for it to be like twenty eight unbeaten starts. Uh he was twenty wow. and zero, <laughs> and his the team was twenty five and three during the, the record. Um first regular season loss since May twenty second of twenty nineteen. It's so over over a year of not being able to, not being beat in a regular season game. That's that's just So my sad. my
1: question is for you Tick, because we're talking about putting players in great company so Can you tell me who the previous record holder was uh, for that?
2: As far as So
1: it was um, Cole had 200 and uh, struck out 270 batters in between his two most recent losses. So in that time frame where he went unbeaten. So the previous record uh, was done by a pitcher who struck out 240 uh, batters over a span of 30 starts. Name the pitcher roger clemens yeah man
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i was looking at i was going down there because there's there's a couple of um his 20 straight regular season decisions wasn't the it actually wasn't the most in baseball the most is by carl hubble in 1936 to 1937 where they had a streak of 24 games um the roger clemens and Ironically enough, Jake Arrieta both all had 20 game, 20 consecutive um victories, uh, which is the most modern day streaks. Everything else is the 50s or the 1910 or 1911, 1912. But I'll tell you um, those
1: those earlier baseball records will not get beaten because like uh Carl Hubble in the 36, 37 season, I'm sure if I pull it up, pitchers were different than like how many, how many consecutive starts did this guy get? <laughs> you know oh, absolutely you know what i yeah, mean Yeah, like you'd like, probably they pitch would hit like four times a week so you know
2: pitch count pitch count did not exist back then no <laughs> like when they threw like they'll get pulled in the 7th inning th- nowadays because they're up at like 90 pitches it was like no they would be at like 120 pitches in the 7th inning and they would be pitching two more innings no matter what so like there was just it was definitely like, get back out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Can you still throw it across the plate? All right. You're good to go.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and then, so I, I put in a note here, the Yankees are playing the Mets in a five game series. And I wanted, since you're a huge Yankees fan,
1: yes,
2: give us a quick, insight into what goes into a subway series because i'm more curious because i've heard you know the rivalry and 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 there was the uh wasn't there a world there was a world series back in the day with with the yankees and the mets and they called it the subway series and all that kind of stuff what yeah. is what is a typical subway series feel like
1: so yeah i mean here's the whole thing you got the teams play one in the american league one in the national league so before interleague play, unless these guys met in the World Series, they were never going to play each other. So you you always had the, well, which New York team is better, right? Yankees okay. or Mets? Yankees or Mets? Yankees or Mets? And um, and it's the same thing um, that you had with the White Sox and the Cubs before interleague play. Which team in Chicago was better? Well, for the longest time, everyone thought the White Sox because for the longest time, the Cubs couldn't get out of their own way. Um so then they did interleague play. Then we had a World Series where the Yankees played the Mets. So that the Subway Series it, it's especially for a city like New York, it's all about the bragging rights because now you you can finally put that argument to rest. You know, with 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 sports you have all these dream matchups you want this and that like for football, you have the Jets and the Giants both share MetLife Stadium, you know? which team is the better team Uh, they play once every four years, you know, but it would be like, so you kind of get something like that. Um, But, but with the Yankees and the Mets being crosstown rivals, I mean, this argument's been going on since the Mets were founded. Interleague play was never a thing. These guys never played each other. So that the, a true subway series, it is a pride thing for your side of town. You're basically saying which team is the better of the two teams in the city. And and I'll tell you right now, the whole city's a buzz over it. Uh, even if you're not a baseball fan, or or you know uh, you're not a fan of either team, people choose sides. You know that th- this is like a, it's a whole pride thing at that point. The whole city's a buzz over it. Coverage is like the Subway Series. This that the whole nine yards. Um, it's great for the city. Um, and for a fan to have your crosstown rival like that to play, it, it's an amazing and it's an amazing, amazing thing to look forward to.
2: All right. That sounds, uh, yeah, I, I can only imagine the feeling in New York because I guarantee you it's like split down the middle. Like you, it's almost like crossing over a street. And now you're in Mets territory or crossing over a street. And now you're in Yankees territory. So um, the city's probably all buzzing with this. and, and, Because of what we're in, we're getting more of these games that you would never see, these series that you would never see. Like an early series, usually two games, maybe three, but very rarely do you have, like the Mets playing the Yankees or or something along those lines. Yeah, Uh,
1: five games, that's almost a World Series right there. You know what I mean? I mean, depending on how good the team is, it could be a World Series right there. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, when you have that many games, between crosstown rivals that the entire city gets into it you know it's a whole pride thing for the city but in that in that respect like we've talked about what sports continuing on and whatnot it's a wonderful diversion everybody wins it's a win-win for all sides
2: absolutely um and as far as trade deadline news i know i mentioned a little bit earlier there really hasn't been many big names traded the only really i would say like Big big name would be the um, La Stella, um, who went from uh, the Angels to the Athletics, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Which the Athletics, the Athletics are probably the surprise team of the year, if I had to say. Um, I don't know what Tampa Bay was like a quote unquote surprise team. I just think it's um, they're always there, and I've just been playing a lot better this year. I think no one gave Oakland a chance. And the fact that they're in it and that they made a trade like that is, is pretty significant.
1: I think um, Oakland Oakland's doing exceptionally well. Uh, they are third in – excuse me. They are second in the American League and, I believe, third overall in baseball. Uh, I think they're a team – because we talked about this once we started gearing up for baseball season. I believe they are one of the teams that benefited from the shortened season.
2: For oh, sure. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're going to move on to the NHL um, and right now where they stand. So the the leaders in the series, um, we'll start with the West coast because then I don't want to talk about the flyers, but um, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> Go ahead. The, the, uh, the golden eight golden Knights are two, one right now. Um, they play later tonight against the Canucks. Um, and the Avalanche are losing three one to the Dallas Stars, which is an upset because the Avalanche are number two and the Stars are number three. Yeah. Um, but again, I think we both predicted that the Golden Knights were gonna just beat everybody. Beat so everybody. yeah. <laughs> um The Lightning are beating up on the Bruins. Uh they're winning their series three one. How do you feel uh, about are- that? <laughs> Feeling good, huh? (laughs) Teams, but I've looked at it and like, really, there's nobody if if the Flyers were to lose their series and I had to root for another team, there's really no other team here that I really like. Um, The only teams that I really don't care about are the Avalanche and the Stars, so I Mm -hmm. probably would have to start rooting for the Stars uh, or the Avalanche, whoever ends up winning that series, just because I I have friends that are fans and everybody else, and I don't I don't know. I'm kind of spiteful like that. If my team's out of it, I don't want to see their team win. So uh, I told you, I'm,
1: I, since I didn't have my team represented in the playoffs, I'm pulling for Tampa Bay. And I got to tell you, man, you got, you got Tampa hockey going crazy, 3 1 over Boston. You've got Tampa baseball going nuts in the American League. And dare I say it, you've got Buccaneers football coming up with Tom Brady, man. Tampa Bay is a buzz with good feelings, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then we get to the flyers who are down two one to the Islanders. Um, and I did just check the game and it's zero zero in the second, but, um, the fly guys got to really pick it up. They have not played well. Um, they played well for like, the first period of each game and then after that it's been they've had no answer for what's going on um and i again haven't even watched the game tonight so i don't even know how they're playing tonight but i just know it's zero zero at this point
1: you i'm not gonna follow the game during the show i can't do that to you i did that to you last weekend <laughs> yeah so. i'm not gonna do that <laughs>
2: Um, and then we're going to we're gonna quickly go through random topics um, as far as college football slash basketball. Um, I think I don't even think we should just do this as random as a quote unquote random topic. um but at this point, a uh, couple interesting things. Big Ten wants to start their season by Thanksgiving, which okay, let me ask you this. They decided that they were gonna get rid of fall football. Why are they starting by Thanksgiving? like that that's me just like, we're not going to have fall football yet. We're going to start in Thanksgiving. Isn't Thanksgiving in the fall? I, I, just, that I mean, you want like,
1: to split hairs now? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, like
2: it was like you know. they couldn't. They they got all this backlash because they said that they were going to postpone their season, and then they turn around and were like, um, "Yeah, we're just going to like postpone it like a couple of months." And and it just, I don't know. I just I thought it was. I thought they caved to what everybody wanted. Like I feel like they wanted to start like a spring football season like in January, yeah. And everyone had an uproar about it, so they're like, "All right, we're gonna like split the difference and we're gonna start by Thanksgiving." I don't know. It just you know we're gonna it's gonna be unprecedented. We're gonna have college football that's gonna go way into when the Super Bowl happens. So, um, and one thing that we didn't go ahead. Well, I know
1: I was just tag. You're it.
2: I was just going to go on to the next note that what uh, we didn't say in the NFL was that Clemson's going to try to do fans as well as a lot of NFL teams are going to try to fans as oh. as crazy as everybody says that it's going to be they're they're going to try to make it work.
1: We Again, do to nineteen thousand. <laughs> yeah,
2: we we've talked about we've talked about this back and forth with it and. Hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But they're they're gonna they're gonna give it that old college try and make it work. So, um, but what were you gonna say about the fall football? I between the
1: fall football and trying for to do the thing with the fans and whatnot, you know, how oh God they're all they're all trying to come up with one way or another. Here's my problem: Can you can you? Because you asked me this question, and I gave you my opinion on it. And now, as we get more news. Can you at this point legitimately have a national champion for college football? We're not gonna play till spring or we might not have a season. We're gonna wait till Thanksgiving, this and that. Like I you know, the whole structure is broken down. Can we please get all the power conferences together and have one plan? Please. The only thing you're going to do is destroy the college football season.
2: It's going to be a very interesting season. That's all I'm going to say about it.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to (laughs) save what I think for the upcoming weeks. You know, when we we should already be celebrating college football at this point. Normally by now or next week, we would be getting the college football season as we get ready for the NFL. uh, Whatever it's going to be. Uh, because, you know, you've heard the big uproar in college football before when they're trying to decide who the champion is based on voting and this and that. And when the system is working the way it normally does, they have issues coming to an agreement. And now you're going to have this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, give and the only
1: thing I- or a participation trophy and let's get on to next season.
2: That's it. <laughs> We're not, we're we're not going to discuss the whole participation trophy thing now because that's a that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go ahead. But Go ahead. the other interesting thing is there 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 is a group of people that are trying to change Kentucky's arena's name Rupp Arena and try oh. to change it because of the um what. Adolph Rupp stood for at the beginning of his career and mm-hmm. what the perceived notion of his values are, which there have been many, many people that have disputed, especially the, the, his family that have disputed those claims. Adolf Ruff is a very, very well-known coach. Um, and he was in, he coached in a time that was very, very different than our own now. Yes, But a lot of the things that he had done when things started to change, I think institute more of what his character was rather than what people perceive it to be. And I don't think because of how much of a figure he is, I don't think that they should change the name of Rupp Arena. When you go to Kentucky, you think of Rupp Arena. Like I've been in Rupp Arena um, and I've actually Play, like ha- had games where I was on the bench in Rupp Arena and it is a it's one of those stadiums that like you remember the smell you remember everything that's going on like it's 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 famous and when people go to Kentucky they think of I'm going to go play in Rupp Arena
0: yeah. and
2: the 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 mystique that goes along with that um I and I don't know how you feel about it, but I think this is one of those things where they shouldn't change the name of it. I think they should keep it the way it is. Um, I think it, it signifies a lot of historical value as far as Kentucky's historical value um, with it.
1: I, um, I need to read further into the story. Uh, I got, you know, I understand where both sides of the argument are coming from. And But on the flip side, also, you know, from a sports aspect, if you look at just what he did as a coach, you know, that's that's the reason the name is on the building. But I also now know nowadays with everything going on in the world around us, just because of what he did as a coach is not enough. It was what did the coach stand for, what were his values and whatnot. And again, this was at a different time
2: think I think, and not I where think we
1: are today. So, if the name of the arena is going to be changed, just like we had this discussion in the past, I don't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction. I want all parties involved to sit down and discuss it and and make sure whatever grievances there are or or conflicting, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Opinions are um that they discuss it openly and mutually come to an agreement. That is how it should be done I,
2: absolutely it's It's not something that should be knee jerk or anything like that i think um, it I think it's almost unfair to judge him when things were different back then. And that's just where I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, uh, I obviously, with an arena name change um, from a historic program like that, uh, if we get any updates or info on it, we'll definitely share it with the listener base out there. Well, we'll keep tabs on that one.
2: Absolutely. All right.
1: Well, with that being said, everybody, you know what it's time for. Here it comes. Time for another rough ride.
0: It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays. Bad players. Awful calls. Poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps.
2: Alright, guys, this is uh this has been an interesting week, but as always, we do have some chumps out there. Um, and we're gonna get right into it. Number five. So number five goes to a Philadelphia Eagle, Eagle. Who this came out today. Um, for those who don't know, our starting left tackle tore his biceps, had season under surgery. So we had signed this player to play right guard, um, and he was our former left tackle. And he decided that he wants to get a pay bump because now he's going to go move from right guard to left tackle what the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you just play football? What does it matter that you're moving from right guard to left tackle? Like I know it's a a more important role because you're protecting the blind side of the quarterback, but just do your job, play your sport and move on. You've already made over 40, over a hundred million playing over the last 19 years. Jason Peters, like, I understand that you wanna, you're you a great player and everything like that, but the Eagles don't have the money to give it to you. We're already over the cap next year. Just do us a solid, shut your mouth, and play the sport and protect Carson Wentz. If you do that, you're fine. But demanding that you want to get paid more because now they're switching your positions is ridiculous. Jason Peters, moron. Number four. So number four goes to the Texas Tech football coach who decided that let's, you know, in, in the world that we live in and the fact that everything keeps getting shut down because of COVID, we had 21 cases of COVID within our team. Let's still practice. Let's still have a game. But, like, wasn't it just a few weeks ago that we were bashing the Marlins because they decided to play when they thought half their team had COVID? Like, are you insane? Like, stop practice, shut down for a couple of days, trace, find out who's all infected, and then practice with who's not infected. Like, you're creating chaos out of a non-chaotic situation. Absolutely stupid. Like, this is the one reason that we don't want to see with sports is the fact that you're practicing when your team has COVID. It makes absolutely no sense. Moron. Number three. So this is a case of agents that just need to keep their mouth shut. Uh, So for those that don't know, Mark Andre Flory is a goalie for the Golden Knights and was their starting goaltender for the last few years. He's one of the greatest goaltenders to play the sport. And he's been benched for a younger, albeit probably a little bit better, right now because he's in the prime of a uh, goaltender. And the agent, Alan Walsh of Mark Andre Florey, tweeted out again: Twitter ruining everything. Some not so choice words to the team about them backstabbing him because they're not playing him in the playoffs when Mark under four has a great resume as far as save percentage and all that kind of stuff in the playoffs. Shut your mouth. It's not that hard. You sit there and deal with the numbers and the contracts and stuff like that. You don't need to come out and say anything. And it's even worse because your, your player came out and said that you were an idiot. And that this is not how I feel. This was, I talked to him and he just, knee jerk reaction. This is, this is why agents should do what agents do and players should do what players do and nobody should else should get involved. So Alan Walsh, moron. Number two. So number two goes to our all time favorite player in the NBA. And I say favorite with quotes is LeBron James. So when they were having all of these meetings about whether they should return to play and whether they should um, cancel the season, LeBron James was in on the meetings. Everyone had said their piece and basically had come to agreement. And it was the last like fifteen minutes of it of the meeting. LeBron James chimes in and starts talking about how he doesn't want to do this and how it's all about. Like he's been a role model and it's about him and him and, and and how this affects him and how we shouldn't be playing and everything that he had said, basically it turned off a lot of players. And this is also coming from LeBron James, who was a leader in the league and he is a leader and everybody kind of looks up to him as a leader. It's never about you. It's about the collective group. If everybody had agreed on something, as a leader, you should promote that. Whether you agree with it or not, you don't sit there and try to push your agenda. Especially now because you want to become an owner in the NBA. And to become an owner in the NBA, you kind of have to you know, play the politics a little bit with them. Because otherwise, they're, they're, you're going to turn a lot of people off. So LeBron James, I'm giving you on this list because you are supposed to be a leader. You are supposed to lead by example. What you're doing is not leading by example. Um, And this was reported by Stephen A. Smith, and and he quote said he sort of came off like I got mine. I don't need this, and walked out. Like that is ridiculous. Like no, you are supposed to be that figurehead. You were supposed to sit there. And listen and represent everybody, not yourself. So, for that fact, LeBron James, moron. Number one. Number one goes to a situation that happened today in the first quarter of the Dallas Clippers game. Um, Marcus Morris decided to not foul Luca, he decided to basically knock Luca out. Um, Luca was driving down to shoot a layup and he fouled him and then came across with his other hand and knocked him across the face and then stood over top of him. Like he had just knocked out, like, you know, Mike Tyson, like, are you serious? Like absolutely ridiculous. Like that is, that is a, you're, you're trying to take out the best player on the other team because they're they're He's, you know, he's going to kill you. Like, Marcus Morris, I hope that they suspend you for the entire next playoff series because that that there's no need for that in any type of game to sit there and try to hurt another player. Like you took a cheap shot on a great player and nobody wants to see that. And I hope they suspend you for multiple games and fine you a plenty of money. I would be happy if they kicked you out of the out of the bubble. Absolutely, because that is not that is not basketball. That is That is a a hack job if I ever saw one. So, for that reason, moron. There we go. Chips
1: jumps. Uh, A very distinguished list this week, Chip.
2: Yes, yes. It hit hit all different um, facets of sports, I guess you could say. Um, And there was a lot of, I I was altering the list all up until, you know, we started recording the show. So, um. Let me know what you guys think about it, but um, I will post it up on our Twitter and Discord as always. Um, let me know if you guys agree with it or not. All righty. Chip, uh, t- we're at that point, man. Let's go ahead and hit the buzzer.
0: It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay,
1: here we go. Five, four,
0: three, two, one. Let's go! Yeah!
1: All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer. And before we get into our movie of the week, Chip, you've been on vacation, so we haven't had a chance to talk much lately this week. But I want to tell you, I got my copy of Madden 21 on pre-release day on Tuesday and played, uh, I didn't play Tuesday. I played a good portion of the day Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and even today. So I'm, I'm really happy with the game. I'm having a good time. Uh, that, that is, it. you know, that's like my thing. My, my once a year thing, bring me Madden. Um, this year's version is good. I wouldn't say great, it's good. Uh, worth 60 bucks, but if you wanted to get the MVP edition with all the extra stuff, that's 100 bucks. I don't know if that's everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but I might actually stream some of the gameplay and maybe put it up on our, up on our channels. Um, but now that I've monopolized your time, sir, go ahead
2: with the movie of the week. Absolutely. Uh no, I was gonna ask you about it, but we I just didn't have time. But anyways, um <laughs> so the movie of the week is one of one of my favorite movies and I felt it was it was necessary with everything that was going on. Um, the replacements uh that was done in two thousand uh with Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves. Um and the quote of the week that comes from it, which is one of my favorite, favorite quotes of 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 sports movies. I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heals, chicks steak scars, glory lasts forever. I love that quote. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yep. And it, it's it's done at a point in the movie that is super intense and it kind of like gets your blood boiling and it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, man. So
1: speaking of movies, did you, because uh, I commented on the show last week and I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. Did, did you take the opportunity to go to the movies or perhaps stream online and check out the new bill and Ted?
2: So all the movie theaters around here are shut down still. Oh. So yeah. So I, I went online and was able to per, uh, purchase the movie for 25 bucks and watched it. And I have to say it was, it was nostalgic. Um, I still think the second one was the best one. Um, but it was kind of cool and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a tribute to the entire series and it, it, it was, it was good from that standpoint.
1: So would you say it was uh well done considering what it is?
2: Correct. Yes. It, it you don't go into it wondering like looking for a really in-depth storyline. You look into it just to be kind of entertained and to laugh. Awesome.
1: Awesome. I, um, my, my son and his girlfriend who live with me now, uh, they all all I was talking about it all weekend was Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. We we gotta find an opportunity to watch Bill and Ted. And they're like, We've never seen it before either of them. And I'm like, Well, let me <laughs> blow the dust off of the, the the D the DVDs that I have and uh we're gonna watch them. <laughs> and they thought it was great. Um the problem is is given their age and when the movie came out, there are some things that uh unless you are from that generation, you don't get. So you kind of had to elaborate uh, on it a little bit. But they thoroughly got a kick out of it. And my son was like, wow, you know, if history class was like that, I'm like, yeah, I know where you're going.
2: (laughs) 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 Cool. uh, Speaking speaking of movies real quick, I did want to say kind of a somber note that we lost a great actor um, who plays the the Black Panther. and. Uh, I'm sure on our other channels, they'll be talking a lot about it. Um, But I just wanted to put that out there that it's, uh, it's really sad that he, he dealt with colon cancer for four years and and eventually passed away because of it, but was doing all the movies while battling it, which is insane. Um, He's one of the the great actors of this generation. So
1: I agree. Uh, And I'm sure without doubt that the, the other shows on Random Chatter are gonna cover that. So if everyone gets a chance, tune in and, and hear what everyone has to say. That the I've been following it in the news, the the outpouring of positive remembrances and and what he accomplished uh in Hollywood. It, it's been absolutely moving and amazing to see. But uh definitely, especially in this time, we, we lost a really good one too early. Absolutely. All right, man. Huh. Well, we we ended on a somber note. But Chip, you enjoy the rest of your vacation. When are you coming home?
2: Uh, I will be back Labor Day. Um, next week when we record the show, I will be in Philadelphia. Um, and then I will be flying out. Or actually, so we have our draft on Saturday. Um, yes. And then uh, I will be recording that from Philadelphia. Um, and then I'll be flying back on Sunday. Fantastic. Well, everybody,
1: uh, so now you know what's going on. And in case there's a little disruption in the schedule, you know why. (laughs) All right, uh, So, Chip, we're going to go ahead and close the books on this one, man. And I thank everyone, as always, for listening. We look forward to talking to all of you on the various social media platforms. And with that being said,
0: we're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. (coughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.